Greetings and salutations, all you beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Art of the Beholder, a show dedicated to all things eclectic in the world of arts, where we do deep dives into deep cuts and help you understand why damn things matter. I'm your host, Nova Day, and today we're going to be talking about art and fashion, focusing on the trends of Gen Z and what the future may hold for all of us. To hash it out, I am joined by guest Alexandra Parsons. She has been in the fashion world for over 12 years now, graduated from SCAD. She has worked and taught in New York, LA, and now Atlanta, Georgia. She currently teaches and has her own sustainable home goods and fashion line. You can check her out at alexandraparsons.com. Instagram handle is Alexandra underscore Parsons, and her Etsy shop is Alexandra Parsons Co. That's a C-O. Alexandra the Great. Welcome to the show. (laughs) I love that. Hey, what's up? This is awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so excited because I I feel like I say that every week, but I am particularly excited about this episode because I'm usually the resident expert on something, be it an art piece or a music piece or a film piece. And today I'm I'm the foreigner. You're the expert. You're the (laughs) resident expert. So I I hope you're bringing your A game. I hope I you're am. bringing the Oh, okay. Ooh, ooh I like <laughs> the confidence. Ooh, right away. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, uh so we got to get into it because fashion is very much an art form. Mm-hmm. It allows us to express ourselves in a very unique way, helping to shape our identity, our taste, our style with the things we decide to put on our bodies, from the hats we wear to the jewelry we choose, our hair, our makeup, down to the colors, designs and shapes we always gravitate towards, and how they even kind of fit on our bodies and so how we're using the articles what to include or maybe exclude all the way down to the materials we're deciding on and of course the footwear we can't live without fashion (laughs) is the essence of art and culture colliding it helps us differentiate ourselves from others you become unique to it and everything equally becomes unique to you before we can really go into the background because we're talking about gen z today alexandra give the good people just a simple definition of what Gen Z fashion or trends are today? Well, first off, the Gen Z population would hate me because I'm a millennial. So that's the first <laughs> thing. Are, so like, why is the millennial describing us? But I don't do. Don't tell them I am too. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm a Gen Zer uh, at heart. But no, they, the, the Gen Z, I'm around a lot of that age and they, they, my fashion is teaching, very similar. Right? Yeah, it's teaching, but my fashion style is very similar okay. to the things that they like and um, I get compliments from them all the time. So I feel like I can speak on their behalf a little bit. Gen Z <laughs> very much is right now, you know, I would have to say they're very eco-friendly. They're very conscious about the future, about the earth. There's a lot of, there's this lot of um, pushback for, yes, we're going towards a little the future. little hippie, maybe yeah. in that respect. Yeah, we're going. In towards, a good way. Yeah, a little hippie, some bag, some looser clothes, this 90s nostalgia, early 2000s. Oh, oh really, yeah. Put a pin to that. We're, we're yeah, we're going to dive deep. Yeah, it's really big with them right now. Anything with um, re-commerce, like sustainable vintage wear, um, anything that could be um, reused, recycled. Um, yeah, they're really... It's the sales. Yeah, it's it's very much. I would have to say that there's this really interesting stuck period they're in right now where they were, stuck period. Ooh, elaborate. What I, do you I, mean? I call it a stuck period because um, <laughs> um, there is this contrast, this very interesting just, juxtaposition um, between this digital forward and fashion that's happening with a lot of the millennials and the older group, and then the Gen Z, which I love, is embracing um, the '90s 
look, the early 2000s, things that you and yeah. I wore when yeah. we were uh, in high. It's very strange. Like I was teaching. Just like kids. a year ago. Yeah. It's weird. I'm like, I come in and I'm <laughs> teaching these kids in New York. They're teaching these like teenagers and they're wearing like you're wearing low rider pants and you're wearing like these weird 90 stripes and the weird the purses that are kind of little moon. Even alternative music is coming back. Yes. Being the, usually the resident music buff in the in the NDP family. I'm like, oh, fuck. I just listened to. Uh, are you familiar with Snail Mail? That band. No, I've heard of it. New album, Valentine. Guys, Jesus Christ, check it out. It is, it is, it's essentially ni- it's like neo 90s alternative rock. Has a female vocalist as the singer. It's it's like the breeders. Remember the breeders growing up? No? Yes? Mm. Nope. Okay. No. <laughs> okay, guys. If you know the breeders, you'll you'll get into snail mail. So yeah, uh tell us more. Let's let's bring it on home so we can get into the background. If yeah, if you could tell us essentially in a nutshell the fashion that is gen z what is that uh in that show it's like oh god that's a great question because it's just <laughs> no it is it's a great and i've thought about it and i like i am such like an all over the place person but i'm going to try to keep it as like simple as possible gen z they are trying to act like they don't care and they're too cool for school okay kind of um trying to be the opposite of whatever the millennials are doing. Um, I would have to say that. And they're all about very like cool, relaxed and and eco-conscious, eco-conscious. They're very uh, trying to be aware of low waste, reuse, recycle, um, a little like the baggy, very like everything's like loose, baggier stuff too as well. Loose fitted, not so tight. And I have to add a lot of gender fluidity. So there is Ooh, yeah. no there, it, which I love. Like they are, there's no like this is this is a girl's outfit. This is a boy's. There that doesn't even exist anymore, which I think is great for fashion. Excellent. Uh, now, before of course we <laughs> got to Gen Z fashion, there's a history of uh, how we got here. So of course, before we can discuss, of course, everyone needs a little background. So mm-hmm. historians date the start of Western fashion and clothing to the middle of the 14th century. And the, uh, the the four, you know, usually current fashion capitals of the world, if you will, of course, Paris, Milan, New York City, and London. Before we can, you know, I think it's important, uh, Miss Alexandra, to, before we know where we're at, we need to know where we came from, right? So mm-hmm. speak a little bit to the history of fashion for us. So I'm, I'm, you, you, you're teaching fashion right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the I'm the what what age group do you teach mainly right now right now actually I haven't so right now I teach in the summer I do a fashion camp Um, camp. I've been doing it for like maybe like 13 years and the age group is actually from 13 to 17 so it is and okay so I'm a 14 year old kid trying Mm -hmm. to trying to trying to get into the uh the world of fashion but i need a history lesson what would you tell me oh okay so i usually (laughs) they get i gotta i gotta put it on the spot again guys i like to see my my guests squirm they get they get exhausted from like the history that i overwhelm them but i do it on purpose so they could just oh yeah nerd out overwhelm us (laughs) yeah they can get so much juices flowing and um so by the time they're ready to draw and illustrate and create a collection it's just like they're quiet and it's like, you know, so I do give them a lot of handouts, but usually we'll go into like Coco Chanel. Um, I usually kind of tend to start in the 1920s or 30s. Um, let's, let's start there. So let's okay. let's do a lightning round. So the okay. 1920s and 30s all the way until let's let's say pre Gen Z, just as quick as you can. Lightning round. 
Oh, whew. okay. So we have um, we have the late 1800s, early 1900s. You got the corset corset look, which the Metgologists mm. did this whole like Gilded Age, right? Which yeah. is very women restricted. Then they were fighting for the vote. So everything in history um, you, that's going on in politics is always going to reflect what we are wearing. So you have that and then the restraint from like women, people like World War One, and then you have World War Two. So World War One, like um, I think Coco Chanel started to invent the drop waist with the like the, the shift dress, the simple black dress. She was wearing menswear and creating that fluidity before anybody else did. She's just an icon of icons and people, I think, need to really research her classic like self-made story. So she's yeah. something that I really always recommend people researching about. And then like the history during that era, then the course that it started coming out because women are always trying to be restricted by men, you know, sure. like who created yeah. that? Like there was men. It's designers. very cultural. That's, you yeah. know, the more I got into this world, I realized, oh my God, this affects us on a more fundamental level than I could have ever imagined. So that's why I loved being a student for this episode. Yeah. So it, it is interesting. So you have that. And then um, when my brain immediately is like hopping over now to the thirties and forties. Oh, let's do it. That's another world war two. I'm with so you. We're on the, the train. All the men were going off to war and the women had to work. And I love the clothing during during that era because you're seeing women again wearing more masculine they're wearing like wool suits there wasn't as much you know the trade everything was like still like we couldn't get the trade in from a lot of fabrication so they were thinking was more simple it was actually stunning and um really like representing like the inner masculinity that like women, they were finding their identity maybe if you yeah will. women were finding their identity their voice they had to pick the role of be the man and work and but it became part of like the everyday fashion and just kind of started trickling down and became coming up so mainstream that how can you go back? You know, like you can't just you constantly keep moving forward. So yeah, evolution, right? Yeah. Like we got to go forward. Yeah. Yeah. And women felt comfortable and great. And then designers started doing it. And you have. Um, so around that time, you started to have after the war. Then there was called a new look by Christian Dior, mm. which he. Um, what really, years are we in now? What we're going decade? into like, um, I mean, 60s, 70s now, or we're still going 50s? into the late 50s. Late 50s, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to be as accurate as possible about that. It's okay. Um, it's he okay. was around for a while, but like the new look, I want to say, was in the like it was after World War II. Um, so it was about like, and then what were the 60s and 70s? There's never just one trend, right? And then you, so that's yeah, always it, like there's some fluidity there too. It always it would kind of glide into something else or there would be cyclical natures, right? Just like we're seeing the 90s kind of kind of this re renaissance right now, right? Yeah. So the 60s and 70s, again, so my favorite eras are the like the 40s in fashion and then the 70s. Mainly, if you think about it, is, and they're like, you don't really want to be back. If you could go back in time for fashion, I would love to go there. But during that time, it was not a great time. Oh, yeah. And oh, in, in reflection to where we are in our crisis right now, like we're on the brink of maybe going into a war and all this stuff. And we're going to see this whole big, well, I don't want to go too much and start scrambling into the future, but um, in the 60s, I'll go back there. So in the 60s, I would say we had the 50s, women wearing bigger skirts. Men were going back to work. So women were like the homemakers in this like life with the picket fence. Wearing, wearing heels with, with everything, like even yeah. the vacuum kind yeah. of thing. They that, were that always, very stereotype. Kind yeah, of look, with right? the pointed breasts and like button ups. <laughs> and, um, and then that's, it's all about the silhouette and the shape of the, the figure. So there was 
was this interesting conformity to like the 40s where women wearing suits and then mm. you had the 50s where they're back to like the men are back to work. So it's constricted still in the waist, but you yeah. have like this puffy skirt and then and again, it's the music. So everything yeah. is reflected towards also, you know, political oh, wise. Musicology. Mus yeah. Culture mus shapes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Music shapes culture and culture shapes music. And I feel like fashion is so much a part of that. You know, when we had Bowie and all these things, we kind of talked about in the pre-show and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like exploded since then. Right. It has exploded. And what's fantastic about when you go to the 70s, like the 60s is when when did the war start happening in Vietnam? It was like in the 70s, right? The early I'm 70s. a terrible historian, actually. Novo, I, I will. <laughs> I have no shame in saying I am the worst, like actual regular historian like if it's like music history or film history or something like that i can throw out dates and stuff but i i don't know but we'll just say during the vietnam war and then everyone can fill in the dates in their head yeah well right but i would say right before that i mean we think about we had the english um like the london invasion like was that what we called it the english invasion we had that type of style coming in where there's a lot of like from europe English, like oh, the Beatles, yeah, like and, the Beatles, and oh yeah, the Who, yeah. Led Zeppelin, and yeah, we had we had that kind of explosion. So that was in the sixties, and then and guys were wearing long hair finally and stuff like that, the mop tops and things like that. Where and it was could, completely, yeah, you know, they they thought that was crazy at that point. I, I feel like I find I find the history history on just a dichotomy level fascinating because when when we look back and they we look at what they thought was crazy then was like nothing. Now it was like. Why did they think that was so far out? But they did for some reason. Yeah. So the Vietnam War was in the 60s. It was like November 1st, 1955 to April 30th, 1975. That's, that's what it was going on till. And um, but it wasn't until till like the 70s. You just started to see like more, you know, the, I mean, the 60s and 70s were one of the biggest. There's, there's so <laughs> many things happening. Yeah, we, and I would <laughs> love to talk yeah. about that. But we 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 got it. We got, getting, we got to get to Gen Z. I'm so. getting overstimulated. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Give me out. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to give you two or three more minutes. It's okay. just, just kind of like, like I said, lightning round. Like okay. 70s were like this. 80s were like this. You're 90s were like me. this. It's, this is good oh, for yeah. me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Part of the improv of the show. Yeah. I feel Dude. like everybody knows the 70s and like everybody. I don't like the bell of, bottoms and the, yeah, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Right? And like the looser, the looser clothing, no bras, the, the female feminist era coming out. And then we 80s have, like, with shoulder pads and fucking the God. The war ended. <laughs> yeah, the war ended. Oh, but disco is my favorite oh. i love disco oh it, i love it, disco oh yeah, yeah so we had like the disco era saturday night fever mm -hmm. little john travolta disco and days absolutely american yeah. fashion actually started to become so big um in the late 70s because then you have um oh god i'm blanking on these but it'll come to me in a little bit but you have so many american designers coming up in the 70s during the whole like uh studio 54 era oh yeah all of that i love stuff. that that's actually my favorite i think american part of history ever is late 60s and 70s i just i feel like it was just an explosion of creativity and everything yes. from music to film to clearly fashion and um god you know what this is what i love about our shows too is like i feel like we could probably do a whole show on just the fashion or just like the all-inclusive arts fashion uh, the the painting scene the film scene the music yeah. scene of just the late 1670s so put a put a pin in that okay miss alexandra but yeah. so yeah the 80s were 
yeah, the shoulder pads and the loud, you know, and the big and makeup like that, right? and, and the yeah, big makeup. Women working nine to five, and it was just like the big cocaine era. And you, <laughs> it was Reagan time, and, and like, it was so fast. It uh, and and I feel like money. it was yeah, yeah, it was, it was like a blur. And then we got into the nineties, and the nineties where I think it's easy to talk about this as we we grew up in the nineties. Uh, a yeah. lot of us older millennials, and I remember you know the baggy. Uh, boom! Everything was baggy. I was a skater kid, for the record. I was, I was, I That's was one hot. of those. Kids. I love that. That's really hot. <laughs> I was one of those kids. <laughs> I was a skater kid, and now I'm the complete opposite. I love for since it's a fashion show. I'll talk a little about my fashion. Please. I love dressing up. I I love if I have any excuse to to dress up like fucking James Bond, wear a three piece. That's my favorite. It's a three piece classic. You know blacks grays and blues i will do it in a goddamn heartbeat and then i felt like we we you know we went through that whole thing in the 90s and then into the 2000s everything switched again right mm-hmm. we, we got to everything was skinny all of a sudden i remember mm-hmm. that feeling where i was like oh fuck we are you know and i'm <laughs> i will say this as much as i am the opposite of my fashion as in my childhood i am always like the last to really jump on any single wagon unless except for the last five 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 to six years, I've really taken it a lot more seriously, uh, fashion as my own self-expression. And as an, as as me doing that as an art form is to kind of look, you know, how I feel and feel how I look and all those kind of things. And so that kind of brings us to, you know, um, the, the 2020s mm-hmm. and where we are today. And we can really hash out this Gen Z boom. But before we do, of course, we need a little word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Guys, if you don't know what Liquid IV is, well, buckle up because I'm going to throw you a game changer. Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier that not only tastes great, but is a non-GMO electric light drink mix. Powered by cellular transport technology to deliver hydration to the body faster and more efficiently than water can just do alone. One stick contains three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks with five essential vitamins. Now, I pride myself on telling you about things that I either already like or just use in my everyday life. And I have to say, I've actually been a fan of Liquid IV for a long, long time now. I use it for everything from, you know, just long runs to stay in shape, all those late nights with those after hours or just when I'm feeling a little dehydrated. I turned to it so it could just, my God, set me straight, make me feel like a million bucks again, and just get me ready for the day. So please head on over to their website. That's liquid-iv.com to check out their amazing line of products. And get this, when you use promo code Art of the Beholder, all one word, you'll get 20% off your order. Now, if you need a little direction on where to start, I recommend Lemon Lime. Guys, you're going to love it won't be disappointed so please give it a shot and get more fuel for life's adventures now back to the show so uh gen z fashion um we already got a little bit of a synopsis from miss alexander the great uh, but i want to start diving into uh really the nit gritty here so how is it we kind of already talked about how it's uh the same as the nine as the 90s but um because yeah i <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you know, even my wife is, you know, wearing the mom jeans. I feel like <laughs> those are coming back. The high-waisted asymmetrical with the homework I did. They were talking about a lot of asymmetrical looks and things like that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what I I or I guess we grew up with, but but tell the good people how are things still a little different and how, you know, what are the noticeable standouts? It's a great question. So with their <laughs> I try, I try. With their um <laughs> saying the Gen Z, what's this what's their standout as far as their fashion? Yeah, right what's now? what is, you know, you know, we already kind of talked about what is similar you know the baggy stuff's coming back the mom jeans are coming back some of this um i feel like you kind of already mentioned it a little i feel like we weren't as eco-friendly we weren't we weren't shopping Mm -mm. online because we didn't we grew up with half half of our lives were in the analog and the other half was in the tech i didn't have my first cell phone until i was like 19 and Mm -hmm. um i didn't even have to get this shit i didn't have (laughs) I didn't have my first smartphone until 2013. I was fucking, I was at the fucking end of, I was at the bottom of the barrel. Like people, I still had a flip phone and people would make fun of me and be like, no, Jesus Christ. Like you want me to buy you a smartphone? Like, well, the Gen Z loves flip phones. They're like, do they? Oh, even that is, even that is, uh, they're like retro about that shit. They're very retro. They're into like this, this frozen. Oh, I love it. I didn't even know that. Yeah. They love the flip phones and they love anything with wires. So like, no, if you were in pods and like AirPods, you're a gross millennial. Like, they're like, nope. I do love my AirPods. Whoa, I do. Yeah. Like, why do you don't part your hair in the middle? I'm like, I, bitch, I can't part my hair in the middle. Wait, wait, like, wait. I thought hair in the middle was is the is the trend now. Yes, that's what I meant. Yeah, sorry. Thank you. I meant. <laughs> no, like, no, you're good. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, there is this whole thing with like. I didn't even know this and my friends would bring it up because I don't have TikTok, but like all my friends do. I don't have TikTok either. Yeah, yeah I can't. I'm That's just, where I feel old, right? I'm like, yeah, I can't. I, I'm good. I, I have just, enough social media. That's where I feel like yes. I'm I am going doing a 180. I was like, I slowly I, I actually took three years off from social social media, no social media for years. And then when I got back, obviously, to do NDP. I uh, I had to come back just to promote the damn thing. But I, in the last year, I'm like, I'm kind of wanting to g- just move to a fucking island again. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get that in, in the Gen Z kids, right? There is. They they really love that error and the, the dial-up, the AOL. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why do you want to go oh, back Oh, God, there? it haunts my dreams. Sorry, I, I know. I, the <laughs> bram, <laughs> yeah, oh, God, I know. I know it too well. I, it oh. scares me. Yeah, it's it's wild. So. We were talking about this the other day too. So my friends, remember this shit? It took a it took like twenty four hours to download one fucking song on Napster, right? <laughs> and now we can download hours and hours of audio within seconds. With yeah, fucking, dude, you know, I had LimeWire, had Napster, and then LimeWire, and yeah. so many viruses. I think on my computer. oh god, oh yeah, it was the worst. I was oh, yeah. one of the first people that had. My brother used to build computers, so I was one of the first people that had one in my room. Oh, nice. Ooh, so I was like ooh, the weirdo also over here in the chat room, like talking to somebody. Like <laughs> the chat room. Who the yeah? I was like, who is <laughs> In the this, chat room. Yeah, I was like, I don't know who this person is, but maybe I'll have a little sexy <laughs> talk with them. And now we have like sexy. It's just weird. <laughs> it's, just, it's you know, it's it's that's a good point uh, because it makes it makes me uh, just to bring it back to the to the topic. The mm-hmm. fashion topic is as much as we think we we want to think things are dramatically different. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, in a way they are, but in the way they're not. They're very yeah. cyclical. And uh, that's what I mean. Pulling it back, uh, let's do a Novo pullback just of like. I feel like the 
as of right now, it's very cyclical. And what I think was was fascinating is bringing some of your um, Alexander did a great job, guys, of sending me uh, stuff like references and stuff, uh, literature to uh, to study. And I loved the next black because mm-hmm. it talked about the future of what the Gen Z's may eventually since they grow they grew up they 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 have known nothing but tech right yes. they 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 were born and raised into in smartphones and social media and TikTok mm-hmm. and so everything that they do and especially fashion is a little bit in that world they are always the avatar version of themselves so i think that's that's the biggest difference and then thinking about the future is fascinating because of all the tech that will be combined in our own fashion mm-hmm. speak a little bit to that Nostal- say that again speak a little bit to the um to the future of you know i i'm fascinated by the tech in inside of fashion not just for athletes but possibly for for all of us oh well it's inevitable so it's inevitable i don't know if i I have a hard time pronouncing things i'm sorry i'm I'm, but um it's part of my dysgraphia i'm a little dyslexic so (laughs) no you're fine no b you be you um, yeah ndp is always inclusive and i yeah um so i have a dear friend of mine l lewis he's fantastic he has a like yes you sent me that link yeah he's brilliant yeah plug Um, plug him how did that how did the good people check check out so l lewis um it's called oh oh my god you know what let me find it and then i'll plug him in a little bit i want to give him the right thing and i i thought oh no okay you keep talking i'll find it for you thank you it's like it's o design o studio design.com i think but i just want to make sure i'm doing the correct um, (laughs) yeah we don't want to mess this up because he probably has bounty hunters and he'll hunt us down oh he's been so he has (laughs) him and I co-teach together in the summer and and I got him involved with my camp um, my little boot camp uh, my fashion boot camp I call it um, the past three four years and um, he his he's saying it's we're just gonna have to accept it like the digital age the metaverse like so sometimes you guys everybody knows like MK like what's her name Kim K sorry I know (laughs) MK Kim K K. everybody knows Kim K and she's constantly posting videos of her outfits and there are a lot of Miss Kardashian Ms. for our older for for our older audience. Miss Kardashian, right? yeah, Kim Kardashian. He L is convinced that like, and I I don't know how much evidence he has of this, but a lot of people there's an app where you have like the digital fashion, just how they have these. The metaverse has you can buy what is it called? It's oh my god, I feel you can old yeah you now. can essentially no no you can you can use your phone to try on outfits. You can yep. use your phone to create three D models of these things. I feel like that's not necessarily new or groundbreaking. I don't think we're gonna do a, a huge deep dive or no. a deep cut uh, for people to know that. But you know having yeah essentially digital uh, clothing on these people right if yeah, they're if they're clothing. doing it yeah. yeah if they're doing it if they're somehow manipulating their Instagram pictures with oh they never do that they everything thing is never photoshopped they're just everything is absolutely perfect the way they shot it the first time but if they did they would often uh, utilize some 3d modeling yes and they do so you're just standing there and the clothes go on you and it looks like it's actually you're wearing it so in a way it's more sustainable instead of like having to constantly buy all these new clothes like you're just like creating more content for the short attention span of our society um so that's basically what it is preaching to the choir (laughs) yeah and um so that's a big thing and like moschino and some other designers are creating collections just for the metaverse 
which is so oh, weird. God, I which, can't. Yeah, we we talked about this in our pre-show a little bit. So Essentially, weird. it's going to be skins. Like you know how you like play a video game. Yeah, I'm not sure if you're into gaming, but you play a video game like Fortnite or something. You would buy skins, different outfits, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, I when you were telling me about this in our pre-shows, and I was like, God, what if I was in the fucking metaverse, and then I could do that to myself and figure out my entire wardrobe, click a button, and then they send it to me, and they already have my measurements and everything because mm-hmm. our overlords have every single piece of information on our bodies and <laughs> what we're doing our behavior and our mind and everything like that it's too so much yeah it's it's uh, it's, uh, it's it's both fascinating me and philip talk about this a lot actually mm-hmm. it's both incredibly fascinating and a little scary at the it, same yes. time it's a little scary so the whole you know gen z situation is i think yeah pull it back Bring their it. need to have this nostalgic this need for nostalgia so during when we were all in like lock- they're pumping the brakes they don't want to go into the scary yeah so dystopian just, future of a, what our fashion could a, be a quote from insider um in 2022 is saying that nostalgia is a refuge as people turn to the feelings of comfort security and love they enjoyed in their past um very much mm. to like when we were also in lockdown um we emerged from this lockdown and this is also from insider um um they're talking about a 90s millennial on tiktok the world was in lockdown down and it emerged into a post-vaccinated world feeling like we stepped back in time. Mm. Um, and that's kind of, and in a way, because, you know, some people say we're going into a recession, we're doing this and that, that like all this. Bre- the this, inflation hits me every day. Yes, <laughs> it hits us all. And <laughs> I, think I buy a goddamn sandwich. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Jesus. So what, how that's going to affect the future is the only way is that everything is still going to be digital, buying things online, but what's going up in sales is um is the e-commerce is everything's going to be like the real real and um what's, there's a couple other ones oh yeah oh yeah the the uh secondary i know exactly what you're talking about because you sent me the article about it so it's these secondary markets that mm-hmm. mostly only gen z is utilizing and they're essentially driving the market yep. but a lot of people aren't <laughs> a lot of these people that are in control of these businesses uh, probably not the artistic the truly artists of the fashion industry where because when i think of where the the absolute art and fashion lies the foundation is in design you know when they're sketching out how this dress is going to be to to kind of you know the vision of this dress or the suit or whatever it is right Mm -hmm. whereas the people that are controlling the business side of these things which is is an art in and of itself but the capitalism side if you will to fashion is they're they're not probably paying attention well enough is the fear and that with gen z driving uh how yeah the 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 future of fashion and what they kind of want to do with it it's fascinating to to learn especially with the stuff you sent me what's going to happen like how these markets are going to change and if we're are we going to go com- I, I couldn't see us completely going into a digital realm but mm-hmm. it could it could happen i don't want it to but i i don't have the end all be all say obviously but <laughs> um i well, think a lot of people say that like boutiques are just going to get smaller and smaller yes but like we'll still have them like people want to still feel you know actually go out and shop and be <laughs> regular human beings mm-hmm. but then there's a whole side of it to, to like i kind of get it like i get the convenience. I yeah. get the, I get it. So, yeah. Well, I have a couple friends that are in like digital and like branding and marketing and everything is 
what can we do online or what can we do when they walk into a store in London? Like what's going to entertain them? <laughs> Everything is, yes, this boutique mm, level mm. digital experience. Alcohol. Um, no, I'm kidding. It, alco- <laughs> Free alcohol. I mean, no, I'm, I'm fine with that. I would what, like a cocktail. It's Maybe really a mojito. simple. Like the more people drink, the more they'll spend money. Like I don't understand. It's, oh, it's, 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 mar- <laughs> it's business 101, it's Alexandra. It's yeah. the worst fucking nightmare. Like I had a few cocktails. I'm like, I want to buy everything. And then I bought like $500 worth of this fashion line. No, I'm just I like, I look, can't even fit into. I look at my bank account. And I throw up inside. I'm like, why did I do that? You throw up in, yeah, I'll throw up in my mouth a little bit. Yeah, like, the- God damn it. Or like the, or like, just like the drunk ordering, you know, like one o'clock and be like, I really need this new toaster. And this a lot of people do that. They're like, thing. oh, I went crazy on Amazon. And I'm like, you know, I try not to promote Amazon, but I'm, I luckily don't do that with clothes. I'm so, I'm Same. so like, um, I don't, I don't buy, you know, within the quote unquote seasons, you mm-hmm. know, as the seasons change, but I just, it's, I do, I, it's almost, it is almost kind of quarterly for me. It's like, oh, I need this new thing or I want to, or I want to buy this new thing since I've been getting into fashion more. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's funny. It's like exponential. Like every year I get a little more into, into fashion. Mm-hmm. A good example of that is, and you mentioned this is I love what Gen Z and other generations are doing with like fluidity Mm -hmm. and for instance like you know when i was growing up it was absolutely forbidden to shave as a man that is to shave anything but like my face right Mm. and now i shave i you know like it's like the closest thing i always joke it's the closest thing we have to like makeup that we we some men do use makeup i use a little foundation here and there i'm not gonna lie to you guys but um i like to shave i like to to, just to manscape i Mm -hmm. I should even shave my legs for the record i don't mind telling our audience that i think they're fine with that there's nothing wrong and then women aren't you know we haven't been shaving uh but there's a lot more women that are just like their legs they won't they won't shave their legs or they don't shave their arm and we shouldn't be that should be normalized it's not i like that you said that there wasn't you know you know in the gender fluidity uh statement that there is no real distinct male or female fashion you said there's so much overlap and i Mm -hmm. actually really like that i I think that's it should be that way because gender is a and i have to explain that to my old parents and people that are just kind (laughs) of don't understand welcome to the club there too yeah i'm like listen like fashion isn't supposed to be a oh, this is for male, this is for me female. It is an individual expression of one's inner yeah, just like the dialogue. Yeah. Like if, if a man wants to wear a this dress- who I am. Like yeah. why, like if, if a woman wants, like it's fantastic. And I think that like fashion should be fantastical. Like it should be- a fantasy world, but it can also be. As- this is a good segue to ask. What is you? I mean, you kind of mentioned this a little bit. What is your? What is your go-to fashion um, for yourself? Well, it changes, but I do right now. I'm like really all. Yeah. About- what is right now? Right yeah. now, I'm wearing some purple leather pants. Not literally right now. Just in general. <laughs> I'll like tell you what last- I'm wearing right now, <laughs> <the> everybody. Last- <laughs> In the last month or two, your general uh, fashion choices, if you will. That, you know, I'm always about looking sexy, but comfortable. And mm. I think a lot of people always want to feel sexy, but also comfortable. And that is very a Gen Z thing, too, where they are wearing like looser things, but also there's some form And they'll fitting. say that, like, I want to be sexy, but comfortable. Yeah, I think men will say that, too. They, they're, I think men are concerned about how their balls feel in pants. Like, they're just like... <laughs> 
and it breathes. Um, well, baggy, baggy clothes are coming back, so it's very, it's been very comfortable. Lately. Yeah, it depends on the individual. So, like, that's the individuality, and that is again, is it, is it male? Is it female? Is like they just, what are they? How they want to express themselves? What's the mood? It is what it is. Right. Like every designer has a mood board. You know, they, <laughs> they, we do, we create. Oh man. Yeah, we have a mood board. We have a color board. We have. You have to. We have a fabric board. So, like, what is your story? And sure. every day it changes for me. And like, I love to wear high waisted, loose pants. I've, oh, I've that's that's my look um, with like a tight crop top, preferably no brassiere, <laughs> no brassiere. <laughs> and um, like, yeah, so that is very people like to say that, like, I love to wear big blazers. I wear a lot yeah. of menswear shirts and I sometimes tie it. Tie oh, it I up. saw that when I was doing my homework. I guess I didn't know this was a big thing, but the t-shirt dress. I was like, oh man, is that I I I think I when I when I was growing up, women would just wear a giant men's t-shirt if they wanted to wear a dress. But now it's literally designed that way. I found mm-hmm. that fascinating. Yeah, that's been a, I think that's been around for a while. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Well, I would. So I would. Li- so when I was doing my homework, I would, you know, I read your stuff, but I also just would like YouTube, like Gen Z fashion or, you know, current Gen Z fashion. And they would just like essentially talk about it. And then usually ladies would model the clothing, mm-hmm. right? And stuff like that. And I yeah. was like, oh, okay. That's interesting. Um, yeah. My, uh, before we move on, my style is this it's uh, simple but classy. Like mm-hmm. I always like to wear very simple things. Uh, but try to put a spin on it to make it classy. Like as I've as I've already mentioned many times, like as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little more into fashion. And when I go with my with my friends, like to a nice uh, dinner party, I will always almost always wear like a suit jacket or a sports coat or something. Nice. I love but that. Then to, yeah, but just to like give it a little bit of fashion, I'll I'll wear a pocket square with it or something like that. Or I I, I have a lot of different glasses now too. Like sounds I, very refined. It sounds like you have a nice yeah yeah. That's style. that's what I shoot for. I want to be like you know. Um, that's why I was joking about like I I like to feel like James Bond for some reason because yeah, when you look good you feel sexy. good I love and when that. you feel good you look good you know kind of thing. Uh, so um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad we touched on style, but I want to switch gears now to mm-hmm. uh, a very current event. I thought this was perfect for the show, and I know you're gonna have a lot to say about this. The Met Gala mm-hmm. just fucking happened. <laughs> yes, I've lost to say. Let's <laughs> uh, let's do it. <laughs> let's dish. Let's dish. Let's uh, Alexander up, the Great. Welcome yeah, Alexander- to Coffee Talk, everybody. <laughs> Alexander the Great, uh, tell us, what, what did you think of the fashion so, of the Gala this year? I think a lot of people have a lot of opinions, and they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> it was gilded, it gilded was, something. It was what was, gilded the, what was the theme? It yeah. was, so it was gilded air, and um, it was around like the 1800s. So there was a lot of like interesting controversy because the Met Gala was literally having this era of fashion going on so yeah. inside so i don't know if you get some of you people who don't know what the met gala is every year the first yeah yeah. tell the good people first if you have monday no idea May, what the met gala there is yeah, a documentary on it you can youtube stuff and watch it the queen of fashion anna wintour she just she does this ridiculous pretentious fundraiser and um, she was the woman based on the devil wears prada right yes. she was the devil, <laughs> devil she was prada. she is a very amazing strong woman i did my homework guys yeah she's you did she's fantastic (laughs) um all of these people are i mean my opinion most celebrities and famous people are going to be weird so i don't know why people are like oh no no no. i remember when we talked about this in the pre-show i'm excited that so that's what i'm kind of leading towards until we conclude because um you know to the all i'll let me ask it this 
let me ask, let's start the discussion by ask, let me ask this question. Okay. For all the people that find this kind of pretentious and mm-hmm. like, you know, fashion is, is a little snobby and, you know, and I, full disclosure, I kind of felt that way for a long time before I really got into looking at as art, as design mm-hmm. and really trying to understand, you know, because I think, you know, I've done a very good job of trying to put myself in other people's shoes as I've gotten older. And I realized there's probably people in that industry that look at, you know, musicians and like people in my world and they, they probably think we're snobs and, and we are <laughs> when it comes to certain things. But uh, yeah, what do you, what do you say to those people when they, they give those criticisms and stuff like that? And then, yeah, tell me about your thoughts on the Met Gala overall. Okay. So the people that have this criticism about Met Gala um, in general or just fashion in general? Oh, and both. In, in in the Met Gala and in fashion, well, you know it's, that it's, there's that pretentiousness, or that that's for the snobs or the elite or things like so that. So it's like but that it can be scene. For it's like that scene I I sent you from Devil Wears Prada, which it came exactly. out when I was. That's in a co- perfect segue. It's yeah. A, yeah, it came out when I was in college, and we used to watch it. Like I went to Scat Atlanta here, and it was just kind of like one of those things. We sat there and laughed because it was so on point. Where Meryl Street plays um, Anna Wintour, but they don't use her name. And, right, and then right. you have, um, Anne Hathaway's character who's like, doesn't care. She just wants to get it under her belt. She acts like she doesn't care about fashion. And she simply says, um, Anna Wintour's character, she basically says, oh, you think this stuff doesn't matter. Oh, you, you think you're choosing this lumpy blue sweater because, and you're making a statement that you don't care and that fashion's a joke. But honestly, we chose that color for you in this room. And that color represents thousands and hundreds of jobs. So like that color was picked. Everything's a trickle down effect in fashion. So what was in a couture show two years ago, if you look at couture shows now, it's those colors are going to be in in two years. So there's like people who choose this. They're like the mafia fashion and trend forecasting. (laughs) They are. It's trend forecasters. They're most of them are digital designers and they create and do research and street fashion movies that are coming out. All this stuff. So whether you want to think that you don't care, like just humble yourself and be like, oh, I guess even if when you're not trying not to care it, or it, you're still being chosen, like it kind of really don't have a choice in a way. Does that make sense? Or I'm like rambling. No, abso- into no, 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 no absolutely. Sense. I felt like here, let me let me try to translate for the for for all the other novos out there that may. Like, what is she <laughs> it's, talking it's, about? <laughs> it's it's not only cyclical, it's it's inclusive and it's um it's interdependent on each other. So everything affects everything else. Just yes. like we were talking about it in terms of of how uh, it being an art and how art uh, affects culture and culture affects art. Uh, the fashion industry, that's what I, I, I feel like there was such an aha moment for me. It was such an epiphany that, you know, when we talk about all the different kinds of art and because fashion is in that umbrella of 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 the arts, it is is affecting all of us. Mm-hmm. We just don't realize it. Um, in in real time we're think oh we're you know as much as we think and and don't get me wrong we are still choosing our style we are still choosing our self-expression but the things that are actually put out there for us to choose from is picked by these people that are the innovators that are the designers the progressives the visionaries and it just just like you know i always use music metaphors it takes time it Mm -hmm. takes years for people to kind of quote unquote get it yes it does. And but I mean, I, I understand there are people that are, like you said, pretentious in every aspect of their field. And I people get kind of annoyed because I'm very opinionated about fashion. And no, like, no, do it. Well, no, I'm like sorry. That's what I got my degree in. 
So like, I don't. <laughs> like, that's what I fucking know. Yeah. Like, I know better than you. I have a degree. And in I it. think yeah. people no, I that, that are feeling insecure, it's just because, yeah, they just aren't secure in themselves. So there's something about they, they feel like they can't pull off fashion or certain outfits or clothing. And they can. It's just they have to find their own style and voice, just like anything. And a yeah. lot of these celebrities, that's why just because they're famous doesn't mean they have style. They get stylists. <laughs> just because yeah. you have money doesn't mean you have style. Yeah, we're talking about Yeezys. Is that what they're called? The sneakers, whatever they're There's, called. Yes. The Kanye West yeah. sneakers. I think they're hideous. People Sorry. think he's Sorry. an innovator. And I, he is a great, He's you know, he stylized. He like was Kim Kardashian's stylist. I did not he know was, that. Oh, my God. And, and um, <laughs> really? Julia Fox. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, Julia Fox. I, uh, I'm a big fan of her. So, Love yeah, I her. She's yeah. a great yeah, yeah, yeah look at because she's such a new york kid so if you look at her she's very new york style what's happening right now um and is very much into the street style and she's all about sustainability so she's like my age a little younger i'm 37 she's a little younger than me but she's what kind of like a, yeah for, a, for all the good people out there that don't know who julia fox is she's the lead female in the Adam Sandler movie Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Yeah. Which was, <laughs> hey, for the record, here's here's a Novo Tangent Corner for you. He should have got a fucking award for that role. He did so good. Adam Sandler, that is. Yeah. Julie Fox did really well too, but the fact that he didn't get nominated for anything, that's that's a, that's a snub if I've ever seen one before. I have not seen that movie. Oh, it's so good. Another pre-gem gem of the week. Well, it is everyone, so, so good. All my dude, New York friends. Dude, so catch up. All my New York friends, because I was, lived there for eight years and all of them were like, um, it, I I felt like I was having an anxiety attack the whole time watching it. I'm like, oh, I, ha- I have anxiety, so I'm just going to wait till I'm like, uh, not, I'm okay. It is kind of in- anxiety inducing. I, I do want to see it. I do want to see am, it. I'm looking at the clock. I got to hear your opinion oh, about shit. the Met okay. Gala before we move Yes. On. So I listen, I thought it was fine. I enjoyed it. I, oh, okay. I was that woman in the back. I was not expecting that. It was, I, it was a solid fine. It was, it was fine. a big bowl of okay. It was fine. Like people are like, oh, so disappointing. And I'm like, they always do this. I'm, I don't know why everyone's surprised. Like these celebrities always end up doing their own thing and they have a lot of uh, people are complaining and make all this social media that oh no one's following the rules it's supposed to be 1800 gilded era i'm like all you guys who have opinions are you actually know anything about fucking fashion like Mm. do you you're also criticizing the fact that people spent so many hours on this dress that people there are people's times and money like curating this style um and unfortunately these designers that work with these artists they still have to abide by these artists so yeah, the stylist yeah. might want them to wear yeah, something to like it yeah and i worked with a lot of different people and they're like i don't want to do that i'm like but i'm the designer like i don't care i'm paying for this that's like very much actors are difficult like they're not easy and musicians and stuff those type of people with a lot of clout are not easy to work with some people mm. are so i think we just have to be like there are people who killed it like um yeah Blake lively fucking killed it she kills it every year, though. Um, she, she does. She's fantastic. Yeah. And she had every inspiration. And she, for New York, it was like a New York gilded, the dress, it changed. I like Janelle Monet. I thought that was she really did classy. Great. So everybody had like a weird, there was an interesting mix. I wasn't really a fan of the Michael Kors looks because it was just like, you really didn't read the memo. Like, I was, <laughs> you're wearing a normal. Yeah, some, someone a little went, uh, uh, did a little off-roading. They, 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 were, I don't know if they really stayed true to the, 
the to theme. The theme. And yeah. it's true. And I agree with some of these people they didn't, but I'm also wasn't surprised. So I was that person in the bathroom. Kim K did the uh, Marilyn Monroe dress, she I want to say. A- and yeah, and she was like advertising that she lost 16 pounds in two weeks. And I was like, this is not, you shouldn't advertise that. To, that I don't, that's baby. not mentally. Ugh, don't do that. That's yeah. But that the, hurts my body just thinking about. I saw a picture of her online that the back of it, they opened it up. So she, because like, mm. her ass is so big. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it wouldn't rip. And I was like that. And she covered it with her jacket. She looked beautiful. And oh, yeah. She always looks. Yeah, they always look great. Not yeah. the Gilded Age, though. It was the 60s. So I don't know what the criteria was on the list. They give them more of a time gap. He's a like, big fan of the show. I don't know if you knew that, Alexandra, but Kim Kardashian, Kanye West. So, uh, you know, they're probably listening. Oh, so, shit. Okay, sorry. And, uh, <laughs> Oops, sorry. But, you know, let them know we're big fans. Hey, Kim yeah. K, we're big fans. No, you no. Know, we'd I, love to have you on the show. Okay, well, I do love Kim K. And I thought she looked beautiful. She did look beautiful. I don't know if that picture was altered mm-hmm. online that that was open, but that's what I would have done to get her. No, I'm kidding. Too. You know, we always, we always like roll our eyes when, you know, that we have to, we have to talk about the fucking Kardashians with everything or Kanye West. There always seems to, they always t- take up so much air in the room, but, but, but overall, um, I heard that you know, she's like one of the nicest people to work with. Cause I have some people that and producers and worked in music and they're like, she's the nicest person. And she's so real. I'm like, that's refreshing. Cause I always hear terrible things about celebrities yeah we talked about this a little bit in the pre-show yeah all joking aside i bet she's like a wonderful person but you know because of how the media is attached to them i i feel like there's so many people that look at them and they're like "Uh, we don't care we don't care what they're doing or these weird public feuds they're having and things like that so that was yeah before we go into the conclusion i did want to touch on that just a little bit is is the um the the fascinating dichotomy of you know true fashion and true art versus these people that that I think do love it and are in it, but they're also capitalists. And, you know, I find it fascinating that there are, there's a thin line between the two of those realms and that, you know, and this is where I get a little critical where Mm -hmm. I'm like, do I really need to buy a t-shirt for 200, a white plain t-shirt from $200 Kanye West. And, um, you know, and it's the exact same thing as a, you know, a, a white t-shirt from any old place for, you know, a fraction of the price. And, um, but you're just, you're buying, you're, it's so expensive because you're buying a brand or there's, they're saying that it's a material mm-hmm. there that, you know, it's a higher quality material. I'm, I'm fascinated. So you're our resident fashion expert kind of talk to, uh, that dichotomy and where, you know, if, is it something that we're, you're probably, we can't separate the two, I think, is, I guess, in my mind. But what, what do you think? So we can't separate the two. I just want to clarify. So you can't separate the two between the big... The extreme capitalism, mm-hmm. knowing that they're going to, you know, the people that want to do it for... Like, when I think of, you know, when I think of if I have to compare these artists to, like, a painter, think yeah. about all of the abstract expressionists that were, like, essentially poor. They didn't care about the money, that they were just doing it to do it. And I assume there's a Purists. lot of... Yeah, yeah, like fashion artist like myself. That, yeah, like <laughs> so, Alexander, Alexander the yeah, Great. So yeah, I, that's I, my point. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really make a lot of money, uh, and I would love to be really super wealthy. And like, if if I one day, I know, I I hope I will. Listen, I w- everyone was like, will you sell out? Like, would you ever sell? I'm like, well, what is the? I would always ethically be sustainable and the one thing that is like really is it's a very big well you wouldn't, I, I, I feel like it's not it's not selling out if you're you know if you're still doing if it's still true to your vision and you have integrity and mm-hmm. i feel like it 
there's a thin line even there. It's not selling out. You can get success and you can get fame and you can get money. There's nothing wrong with that as yeah. an artist yeah. for, for the record. I think it's, but when it, it turns that, that um, it makes that turn and it, it, it seems to be a little more about the capitalism than the art is where I get a little critical about it. It is. No, you have a right to be critical about it. Uh, I think that I'm very critical about it, especially mm. Well, we have someone like, like even Gwen Stefani had a clothing line. Like all these people, these celebrities that have money and they don't know a thing about fashion, they get these big lines. Um, a lot of things, like you said, like the Olsons, they, oh, the yeah. Olsen twins, the rogue, but they're a lot of good examples. Yeah. Yeah. They're, but they're fantastic. I would have to say, cause they are so okay. high fat. I mean, I, I love okay. the, the rogue. They have two different lines. So you're going to have people that are like high end could like level really expensive, like 700 to thousands of dollars then you have contemporary yeah. which is you might if you're gonna go shop at contemporary which is 200 dollars. my opinion i used to sell that stuff at sex with avenue when i worked there back in the day uh my opinion is you might as well go th go thrifting like go yeah. find go because um, it's more sustainable the stuff that you're gonna get in contemporary that's 200 bucks or something or five is really not made that great. Like it's mm. not. It's like maybe the jeans, like J Brand jeans and some like other companies, Levi's, yeah. like those are going to be good jeans that are going to last forever. But um, as far as like a, a t-shirt that's two hundred dollars, it's 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 just marketing. It's just like it's just a name. <laughs> it's, it's just marketing. Like go go to yeah. a thrift store. Go to vintage store. Go to Goodwill for fuck's sake. There you and go. That's there what I go. do. Yeah. Go to yeah. a. Go to an estate because at the end sale. of the day, it's still yeah. Let's let's bring it on home. I feel like this is a good way to to close the circle, as mm -hmm. we like to say. I hope on, I answered your question. AOTV. Did I answer no, your question? Okay. Uh, yeah, you did. I I feel like because I feel like you're getting at the the fact that at the end of the day, it's still your style, mm -hmm. your expression, your taste, uh, what you want to say as a person, and that is part of the art. Yes. And so I think yeah, I I, I think. Yes, I feel like that's where it was going to be brought home is that you can still do it. I mean, you can still buy the expensive shit because you're then you can it's what bragging rights. It may not yeah. look anything better than the other white t-shirt that you can get for a fraction of the price or the um weird looking sneakers in the Kanye West example. I but, would uh, do your research for people like real like the famous saying that my like that I always hear is you you Saint Laurent, you want to buy a pair like a seven hundred dollar shirt from them or dress or something with a blazer or jeans from Whatever like, it is, is it worth it? Kind of that, thing, you know, people say that's the cheapest alpha you'll ever have, even though you spent like two grand on it or more, because that will last you like 20, 30 years. Ah, okay. And that, now, is, that answers the question. That is true. Okay. That is true. So and there is a quality element. There is involved. definitely, that's what I was trying to say. There is definitely quality. There's a difference between high end and then contemporary wear. Now, for okay. the designers out there, you can do a little research, my friends, to see. Like what, what is contemporary? What designers have contemporaries? Usually, usually a lower level than like your Chanel or your Marc Jacobs or your, I don't know, but my friend, like, you know, so I would say support your small business support. Like it's worth it. Like just do your research and find out where the company is, where they make their stuff. You, you know, if you're going to do some fast fashion, I would do Zara's out of all of them because they okay. are recycling their fabric and doing more eco-friendly, um, pieces and 
they try to make as much as they can per store instead of overproducing. Mm, but everything okay. else, I usually don't shop at H&M. I don't shop. Um, I'll rather just go thrifting. There you go. Okay. Well, well put. Thank you. So let's, let's bring it on home. Let's put a bow on this guy. And uh, Alexander the Great, please tell the good people why fashion is definitely an art form and mm. why it's important to the art community and what, uh, what the future may hold. Mm. Fashion has been an art form because it is a way for people to express themselves. If you, friends, if you want to look up haute couture, what couture is, that basically is like wearing a painting on your body it's mm. worth thousands of thousands well of put, dollars yeah. um and it kind of starts there it was the original art craft and fashion and all the queens and the paintings all the things that you've seen in the 1400s without that without that clothing like how is there going to be able to express themselves fabrication and clothing was a way for people to identify their wealth or non-wealth um to be able to go out in the fields and work like so Fashion is always relevant. It's something that is yours and your identification. And for you, no one needs to um, ex like express themselves except for you. Well, let me re rephrase that. No one needs to put a label on what type of fashion you wear except for yourself. Oh, well put. Yeah. And what and what does the future hold? Oh, it's, it's there's a lot of possibilities. Um, the digital age is there, but I think we're always going to have a hold on to the past. That's just yeah. that's just how it will always has always been. Fashion always looks to the past for inspiration and we look for the future. It's a very fine line balance. I don't think we're ever going to be like flying in the air with wings <laughs> in space. I don't we think could that's, be. we could Ooh. be. But I think that's another like 60 years or something. But who knows? I, I I found, you know, like I said, I found that documentary you sent me fascinating because that's as someone that, yeah, yeah as, as someone that has uh, written a little bit about science fiction, um, oh, you yeah, know, this true. has, <laughs> that's what the entropy sessions is, is um, so we, um, this is, I mean, I wasn't the first to say this, but a lot of uh, sociologists and other people that study these things say that, you know, first we hold the technology. Mm -hmm. And then we wear the technology and that's where the, the next black really hit home to me. And then we become the technology. Yeah. So I am very interested and fascinated and I, I'm, I can't wait to see what the future holds, but until then we just have to wait. So I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank my guest, Miss Alexandra Parsons. Thank you. And you're very welcome. <laughs> but before we go, of course, you know, we got a little extra for you guys. We got a little icing on the cake, a little cherry on top with what we call the gem of the week. If you don't know what the gem of the week is, if you're new to the show, it's a little something we'd like to talk about at the end of our shows here that doesn't always fit to the scheme of the episode, but it's on our radar. Sometimes uh, something where we are in love with in the last day or so, week or so, maybe months, but we got to give it to you guys so you guys can dig deeper. Before we dive into the gyms, we have to talk about its sponsor. The gyms today are sponsored by Zencaster. Zencaster is our go-to tool for remote podcast recordings. What's great is that you can record separate audio and video tracks, and it's all backed up on a secured cloud, so you never lose your hard work. Even better, it's easy to use, and there's nothing to download. So go to zen.ai, that's zen.ai slash art of the beholder, or use promo code art of the beholder and get 30% off your first three months with the pro account. Now back to the gems. Mine is short and sweet, and then I'm going to hand it over to you, Miss Alexandra. Uh, it's two TV shows that um, me and my wife are in love with uh, that is uh, t they're both actually on Apple TV it's called Pachinko 
and Severance. Uh, Pachinko is a uh, story about a uh, family in the East, uh, Korean and Japanese that go through trials and tribulations. And Severance is, oh God, uh, wink, we're probably going to do a show on this here in a few months or a few weeks. Uh, it'll, it'll, you'll, you'll see it on the horizon, guys. Severance is a sci-fi tale that asks this basic question. What if you could literally separate your memories from your normal outside of work self and your inside work self. Meaning what's if you could separate memories from nine to five, you know, while you're at work and then outside of those hours. So you have literally two distinct selves like Socrates kind of selves, but in the same mind and person and body. So really fascinating stuff. And they, so that's the premise. Yeah, that's the premise. And then they design an entire amazing plot line around that with a a number of characters. And it's fascinating with how they actually display it to the audience and their, in their narrative uh, decisions. And it's, it's absolutely excellent. Um, So there you have it, Alexander, what do you got for us today? Moon Knight. Uh, Ooh, I am on the Marvel Moon Knight. Yeah, so I'm a big. Um, I Disney love. Plus, I'm right? big. Yeah, Disney Plus. I'm a big Star Wars fan. I love. I'm also sci-fi right nerd. I love all yeah. Philip K. Dick stuff, but I also love. Oh, yeah. I love Marvel, and that's actually the one comic book I have not gone into. I have tons of comic books I collect, and okay. um, Moon Knight. Was, I was. Dude, Oscar Isaac killed it. It was. It's he's easy on the eyes he's, too. He's he kind of hunky. Yeah, you know? he's beautiful. Yeah. He's a beautiful man. Kind of like Julia Fox, easy on the eyes. He's someone, Oscar Isaac, easy on the yeah, eyes. Yeah, he went to the Met Gala. He looked great. He wore Tom. For, uh, he wore Tom Brown. Just FYI, Ooh, so pulling look, it back. And he that's, wore, how we, that's how we close circles. He wore a skirt, and his wife wore um a, a pantsuit, and so it was like that. <laughs> nice, really, nice. and they talked. So you look that up, friends. It's he's fantastic. But anyway, it's a great show. It goes a lot into like the psychological aspect of Mm. um, someone who has borderline personality disorder has multiple personalities. um, And it goes into like Egyptian mythology, which I'm a big, I love Joseph Campbell. I love mythology. Yeah. We love that stuff too. Yeah. Well, they are all interconnected. That's how Star Wars was created. He had Joseph Campbell. Like that could be a whole podcast, whole series Mm. too. So, yep. They write themselves. I was was suggesting. We'll put it on your list. Yeah. Check out Moon Knight. (laughs) If you haven't seen it, it's really good. The acting is good. I really enjoyed it. it. My dad was like, I got my dad into it. And he's like, it's it's weird. But when's the next one out? And I'm like, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's addicted. Yeah, he yeah. likes it. He's like, oh, and he was. So I'm going to rewatch some with him. But it's great. So check it out. Check it out, guys. There you go. And if you like that, you can, of course, check out our products at NovoDayProductions.com. There you'll find things like the Entropy Sessions, Adulteration, Post Meridium, Cancel Culture Lotto, and a lot more to come. Of course, this show, you'll see a lot of advertisements for us. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of things in the oven and a lot of things we want to give you later in the year and definitely in the future. So check us out. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, hit that notification bell. Do all the things. Do all the things that the algorithm likes and all our fucking overlords, right? and review if you're listening to this on on uh, youtube don't forget to comment all that bullshit and if you'd like to sponsor our little love child here you can do so at uh you can email us at novadaymedia at gmail.com and again for the good people miss alexandra parsons tell them how they can reach you or check out your stuff okay so you can check me out on instagram ig and alexandra underscore parsons or you can check out my etsy account which is um alexandra parsons co co 
Um, also, alexandraparsons.com, that's a portfolio website. You can see all the things I've done in the past and all my fashion stuff and drawings. And I also illustrate. So if anybody wants to hit me up, contract work, I'm your girl. There you go. And we got to do this before we, before we bounce out because he's going to send us send bounty hunters after us. L. Lewis Menswear. We almost forgot. Okay. O Studio. So O-Studio.Design slash collections mm-hmm. slash S-S-22-Solar dash system mm-hmm. you could probably get it with just um googling o studios design and you can check him out and his work and um dive in dive deeper guys so until next time you know what to do be good to each other and as always good luck and godspeed we love you art of the beholder is brought to you by novo day productions created and hosted by novo day and the novo day collective facebook.com slash novo day media at Novo Day Media on Twitter and Instagram. Music by A Company, facebook.com slash acomusic123, aco on Spotify. Logo designed by Tom Justice, J-E-S-T-U-S, of thejusticecompany.com, and executively produced by Clayton Anderson. All rights reserved.